Hello, everyone. This is Premier Chess CEO, National Master Evan Rabin, and I am here on the 177th edition of the Premier Chess podcast. Uh, every week we do bring uh, great chess professionals, business coaches, uh, other inspirational figures, uh, and more. Uh, and here we are with Mike Neatman, who has been involved with U.S. Chess uh, for many years. Uh, he has uh, served for 10 years on the executive board. Uh, he recently uh, stepped down in 2020, uh, but he is currently uh, still uh, very involved. Uh, he's on the elections committee uh, as the chair. Uh, he's on the national uh, state invitational uh, committee, uh, which actually puts on uh, some great events uh, like the Danker and the Barber uh, and Rockefeller. Of course, those are uh, heavily organized by Dwayne Barber, uh, who has actually been on our podcast uh, in the past. Um, he's also on the Scholastic Committee. Uh, formerly, he was on the Scholastic Council. Uh, he's on the States and Affiliate Committee. Uh, and he is uh, on the Trust and Endowment Committee. Uh, in addition to all of this, uh, he's been actually the president of the Wisconsin State Association uh, since 1987. So, uh, you know, quite a while. And uh, he recently uh, retired, uh, actually, from being uh, a full-time programmer uh, at a hospital. So um, you, you've, you've done a lot, I have to say. Yes, that's why I'm retired. <laughs> so I can <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> Even though it doesn't seem like you're, like, fully retired because you're doing, obviously, a lot with all of these, uh, you know, board positions. I think that uh, if I count here, one, two, three, four, six board positions that you're, you're currently on. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just got elected to our my condo association board Monday night, so add another one. <laughs> wow, you know, you're, 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 you're trucking along. So, yeah. you know, look, let, let me tell, uh, you know, ask you, Mike, I, I met you for the first time uh, two months ago at the at the U.S. Open in, in, in Cherry Hill. Uh, feels like yesterday, but um, it's, it's already been two months. Um, of course, we were out at breakfast with Dwayne uh, one of those days uh, and some other great people, including Tamir Graev, who's, who's actually also been on the podcast. But um, why, like, why are you so involved in chess? You know, what, what about it to you just makes it something that, uh, you know, deserves so much attention? Well, uh, it's just been a passion all my life. I mean, I learned in grade school and, and uh, came up through high school. Uh, my high school team won the state championship and placed eighth in the nation uh, my senior year. Uh, and then I just kind of uh, went into organizing uh, tournaments at that stage and, and uh, uh, have taken over running the state scholastic tournament, the state junior open here in Wisconsin, and, and getting involved with national events as well. Um, including the 2002 National Junior High in Milwaukee, 2006 National High School uh, in Milwaukee as well. And also I was involved with the 1990 uh, World Youth uh, that was in my home city of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Uh, so uh, it's just been a passion, a love affair, uh, basically my entire life. Um, I also, in addition to a computer science degree, I also have an education degree. So uh, I was going to be a teacher, but uh, uh, things didn't work out, but uh, I still have that passion for teaching the kids. I, I teach at a couple of libraries here in Madison, uh, where I reside currently. Uh, so uh, it's just been a lifelong uh, passion, uh, you know, working with the game and, and uh, teaching the youngsters the game, I think, is, is the big thing. 
Amazing. And uh, by the way, I actually played uh, the Nationals uh, the only time I, I went to Wisconsin in, in Milwaukee. I believe that was uh, like 1999. Uh, were, were you there by any chance? Probably. Um, national, no, Nationals, the junior high was in 2002. Well, it was the elementary yeah. Nationals. Maybe I'm misremembering the year. Was it like maybe 2000? Um, uh, we, we've never held an elementary Nationals in Wisconsin. Really? Oh, okay. Yep. Well, I'm misremembering my uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, as, as a kid. Um, but yeah, um, yeah um, but um, yeah, I played. Uh, you know, my first one actually in, in Peoria, Illinois, uh, in in '97. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Um, sure. But um, anyway, um, nevertheless, um, you know, I just thought it was uh, you know really cool to. Uh, you know, kind of getting involved back then, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, yep. yeah, so in 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 your years, uh, you know, doing this, um, like, what what have the you know challenges, uh, you know, been? What what have you seen as uh, you know some of the uh, you know biggest uh, you know sort of obstacles in in organizing? Uh, um, well, actually, it's 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 getting worse now because uh, uh, actually hotel space is at a premium as far as uh, trying to uh, keep costs down, keep entry fees low, and whatnot, and still have good prize funds. I mean, that's actually our our greatest problem over the years. Um, used to be the hotels and uh, meeting rooms and, and lodging room rates were so low, but you know they've such skyrocketed here in the last ten fifteen years. Mm. Um, it's really hard finding sites for nowadays. Um, Wisconsin players, I don't, yeah, we, we tend to go to, uh, hotels, um, and it's just, uh, impossible finding them, uh, at a decent rate that we can afford, you know, and still have a decent price fund for our players. Yeah, it could definitely get very expensive, um, you know, especially in New York, for instance. I mean, it's just like oh, I bet, crazy. Yeah. Um, but, well, that's uh, the reason, yeah, we've never been able to hold a, a national scholastic in Metro New York just because of the cost. Right. Maybe one day, who knows? But um, so, so tell me, um, you know, I, I guess first, um, one thing I, you know, I guess wanted to, you know, talk about. You've been on, uh, you know, the executive board for for ten years. Um, we recently had on the podcast my good friend John Fernandez, who, as you know, of course, just uh, you know, got on the board. Um, right. And you know, look, I mean, honestly, uh, I feel like chess politics could be. A little bit, uh, you know, thankless almost. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, for many years, I've, I've actually sort of considered uh, the idea of getting involved in, in some level myself. Um, I am starting to, you know, think about that. Uh, you know, my friend Danny Road, um, who I've known, uh, you know, most of my chess life, obviously, is, sure. is, is very involved and has been uh, encouraging me to uh, to do so. Um, partially why I went to the U.S. Open uh, in, in the first place. But, um, you know, wh- why do you think, uh, you know, more people in particular, you know, some of the younger, uh, you know, players, uh, you know, should get involved, uh, you know, in, 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 in politics? Well, uh, a lot, if you looked around the delegates meeting room, you, you saw a lot of gray hair. Um, and we've been saying that for a number of years. Uh uh, we lost a couple of delegates this year. Uh, the Carol Jarecki, Cheryl Winston's, for example, you know, they've been longtime staples of the organization. 
and uh, we're not going to be around forever. It's 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 going to be your federation at some point in time. So, um, you know, starting to get involved even at the lower levels, uh, just to understand this uh, everything uh, uh, would be a benefit, I think, to a lot of younger folks. Um, I understand that you know a lot of people don't care about the chess politics. They just want to come to a tournament and play, or you know they want to. Uh, go online and, and play uh, uh, online games or whatever. That That's fine, but uh, it's still an organization that you have to run, so there has to be some people that have to uh, understand how it's run, and uh, getting involved early on is the best way to do it. Uh, I was involved, I think, um, my first uh, delegate meeting was way back in, I think it was 1987, out in Portland, Oregon. Uh, a friend of mine that I w- had went to school with and was on the chess team with me in high school uh, lived out there, so I actually stayed with him for a couple weeks there, and um, went to my first delegates meeting out there. So um, I've been around a long time and, you know, there's a lot of the same people are, are still there, but uh, we need new people to, to come up and uh, replace us and get involved. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely, uh, you know, vouch for that. And, uh, you know, being at the U S open and, and seeing it happen and uh, I've seen for myself how there's not, you know, a lot of, you know, young people in it, uh, you know, right. frankly, um, you know, definitely inspired me to, you know, actually do more. Um, so if you had, you know, in your 10 years on the executive board, uh, like one or two, uh, things that, you know, you've seen, you know, as, as big needs for us chess, uh, you know, what, what would those be? Uh, well, uh, the big need uh, was obviously going to the 501c3 uh, status, uh, nonprofit status. That was huge. Uh, that kind of was in the middle uh, of my 10-year run. Um, that that was huge. I mean, we had to get the delegates approval and all of that, and uh, it was a multi-year effort uh, quite a bit after uh, um, we righted our finances after the uh, uh, early lawsuits uh, in my first few years uh, on the board that, w- that we were uh, dealing with. Uh, but after we got the finances straightened out, that was the biggest part. Uh, just getting, you know, getting the finances ship ship uh, ship shape, uh, and then applying for the 501c3 status. Moving forward from there, th- those are the biggest um, um, accomplishments I would say on on the 10 years that I was on the board. And I I, I don't profess to knowing uh, or didn't profess to know any of that or how to do all that stuff. There were other people on the board that were far more adept at at doing those things and advised us. Um, but, um, uh, those were the big things I think that happened, uh, while I was on the board, I would say. Great. And now you're obviously staying, you know, very involved with the, you know, many committees that, uh, right. you know, you're, you're on, um, and you're, you know, have a lot more free time, obviously not working, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a full-time job. Um, right. so what, what, what are your, what are your big goals right now and ambitions? Uh, well, um, uh, we've got the, the national state invitationals are going pretty good. Um, we're looking at possibly changing the format, uh, and a, a few years down the road, we've got, uh, us chess has contracts for the next, I think it's three years, uh, already in place, but then we might, uh, be changing the overall format at the U S open. Uh, and that would, uh, entail some changes there on that committee. Uh, and we've already started to, uh, make, have some discussions on that. Um, then, um, I don't know, the elections committee I'm pretty new at, so I'm trying to just kind of getting my feet wet there. Um, I see U.S. Chess has posted a, a job position for a new governance coordinator, so I assume that means that Jen Pearson is leaving or moving to a different job. But um, uh, the elections committee worked with her, uh, and when I was secretary on the executive board, also worked with her closely. 
uh, and to do a lot of things. So um, the election committee will probably take up some time uh, in the next year here just trying to understand the process and getting to uh, possibly uh, uh, work with the new governance coordinator as well and making sure all the timings of everything hit. So those are probably the biggest two challenges coming up. So how about on the state level? Uh, you know, you've been involved with the Wisconsin Association, like I, I said before, since 1987, quite a while. Right. Um, yeah, well, I've, actually know, you, on the, you, I've been president, president since 87. I was actually on the board from, I think, 1982 forward. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know you were, you know, integral to, you know, bring the U.S. Open there, um, you know, which was Correct. like a, a big thing. I was actually just... Mm -hmm. 30 minutes before this conversation, talking to our mutual friend, Shelby Lorman, uh, about that, actually, and that's one of the things he, he, he said, actually, um, you know, when, when I was uh, mentioning that you're, you're coming on. Um, but, um, you know, and then also, like, Wonder Liang was, like, a, obviously a top, uh, you know, Wisconsin, uh, you know, player uh, who, who, who has become, uh, yeah. you know, obviously, uh, you know, on Grandmaster. Um, could you give us sort of, like, you know, a nutshell scoop of, of Wisconsin chess. Uh, right. Um, the Wisconsin chess uh, is pr we, we we call it a triangle from Green Bay to Madison to Milwaukee. Uh, so that is uh, predominantly probably eighty to ninety percent of our players. Um, the the Northwoods unfortunately is pretty sparse. There's a couple of clubs up in the Northwoods, but not a whole heck of a lot of activity going on up there. Uh, in the past, we've held a few tournaments up in the Eau Claire and Wausau areas in northern Wisconsin, but attendance gets pretty light up there. So we kind of stick to most of our tournaments in that triangle um, of uh, cities, and um, um, it's been going pretty good. Um, uh, pandemic obviously has shut us down completely. We're just starting to get involved again and have some open tournaments, uh, the Green Bay Tournament. Uh, the green, run by the Green Bay Club uh, was on Labor Day weekend and was very successful. It was the first over-the-board tournament we've had here in about a year and a half. Uh, I'm currently working on the uh, Junior Open and our Veterans Tournament, which is an adult tournament, uh, for the first weekend in November. Um, I just don't know how that's going to go because, I don't know, because of the pandemic, I don't know how many school clubs we've lost um, um, because they couldn't meet in person. Uh, so it'll be very interesting. I, I, I could get a couple of dozen people or I could get 200 people. <laughs> I honestly don't know uh, what's going to happen there. So it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, we've got a lot of good coaches around, uh, so hopefully they'll get their programs running again and, and uh, we'll have some good turnouts this year. Yeah, well, uh, you know, best wishes with that. I, you know, I, I do you know, see it, uh, you know, coming and, um, you know, actually one of my, uh, students, by the way, uh, is, is someone you, you, you know, for sure, actually, Paul Lubinsky, who's, uh, you know, been involved mm -hmm. oh, for, yeah, yeah, for a yeah. while. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. When I was, I was a conference commissioner of the Northeast Wisconsin high school league in the late eighties, I think it was. And I, I think he might've been in high school in there, maybe slightly after that. Uh, and he was on uh, one of the teams there playing for sport. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, he's a great guy. I've actually taught him and uh, and his son. Well, one of his mm -hmm. uh, many sons uh, that he has. Right. But, yeah, big uh, family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a little different from, uh, you know, my brother and I. But, um, yeah, so um, I guess, um, yeah, like the next thing I, I, I wanted to, you know, quickly uh, ask you about um, is um, – 
now I would say, you know, more, more than ever, uh, you know, with Queen's Gambit and everything, uh, you know, we are trying to get, uh, obviously more women, uh, into chess. Um, what, what, what ideas do you have to, uh, you know, attract women in, in, in chess? Yeah, that, that's a really tough one. Um, around here, uh, we don't have a lot of women. Um, we have a fair number of, uh, scholastic players, um, at this junior open, I have created a, a girls section. Um, this is actually our qualifier for the Danker Barber Herring, uh, and, um, Rockefeller events. So, um, several years ago I did uh, create a separate section on that and, uh, it just hasn't taken off. I, you know, we, there's girls playing in the tournaments, but not in that section. I, I don't understand. Um, so it's very, I don't have the answer to that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, you know, we talked about it at the board level a little bit, but there's really not a lot of interest here in the Midwest, or at least in Wisconsin, anyway. Yeah, well, we're definitely, you know, working on it, and uh, you know, it's definitely just something that uh, you know ne needs needs to happen, uh, you know, eventually. Uh, and we're, sure. and, you know, one, one day at a time. Where you know, getting more women involved, uh, you know, which is yeah. great. Uh, you know, the U.S. Women's Committee is is, is doing amazing work. Um, yes, you know, are. Jennifer Gentrahati, who's been on the podcast, obviously is, it's, it's huge there. My good friend, Kimberly, uh, mm -hmm. they, um, you know, is, 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 is obviously, uh, you know, yep. one of yep. there, and, uh, you know, many, many, many people are, uh, you know, for sure. So, um, you know, it, it's a work in progress. So next thing I wanted to, you know, actually, uh, you know, ask you about, you've been a programmer for many years. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, this evening, actually, from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're actually hosting a, a virtual chess and tech roundtable. Uh, we have uh, two uh, guest speakers, actually, uh, Jacob Fortuna, a uh, previous podcast guest who's a, a programmer uh, and, and an insurance company. And we have uh, Vladimir Gramigan, who uh, is also a programmer uh, at, a, at a major bank uh, here in New York. Um, and, uh, we know we're going to be talking a, a lot about how, uh, you know, chess and programming kind of go together, uh, you know, with analytical, uh, aspects and UA, all of that. Uh, what, what ideas do you have about, uh, the parallels between chess and tech and programming? Oh, well, um, I'll, I'll even add a third uh, piece of that, uh, or to that. And I would say, uh, math and science education. Um, because all of those things have one thing in common, and it's deductive logic. Hmm. Um, I've always thought of that. I mean, I, I remember when I was in high school, geometry and algebra class, you know, doing those proofs. You know, if uh, A is uh, equal to B and B is equal to C, you know, A is equal to C, you know, deductive logic, trying to do proofs, trying to, and then when I thought about it, I was playing chess already at the time, and says, well, isn't that the same as, chess i mean you know if i move here then my opponent will do that and then i can do this that's all deductive logic um so and then when i got into programming uh it's like well that's the same thing it's you know if then else statements all over the place so uh, hmm. i think there's a lot of parallels between the three actually well one in and, and, particular and i I throw science in there too, science education, because obviously that's uh, deductive logic and, and, and trying to do uh, experiments uh, is also deductive logic to an extent. So, yeah, all of that. Sorry. So if, if there's one reason a programmer, you know, should learn chess if they're not, you know, currently playing today, 
uh, in terms of, you know, helping their actual performance, um, what would that be? Well, just the, the idea, as I stated, uh, the idea of deductive logic, I think, um, mm. is key um, to programming. So um, at least the programming I did. I mean, uh, for the last uh, 15 years or so, I, I was uh, pr- uh, doing ERP programming using COBOL. <laughs> uh, so yes, COBOL is still alive. Uh, so um, uh, it's all, yeah, I mean, at that level, I don't know about the newer languages that are out there. Um, I haven't seen that, especially the artificial intelligence languages. I, I, I'm not familiar with that at all. Uh, but um, uh, they may be different, um, but uh, everything, you know, the older languages anyway, the Pascals that I learned uh, within school uh, are all uh, deductive logic based in my view. Yeah, and I think that is, uh, you know, really important to consider. Um, we've actually uh, taught uh, reliability site engineers uh, at Google. Uh, we've taught um, people at, at Movable Inc. Um, we've had uh, actually several uh, programmers uh, on the podcast. Um, Brian Wilmeth, our, our director of uh, school programs, um, several yeah. others uh, who... Uh, you know, have been, have been programmers for a while, and um, I definitely look forward to uh, seeing those insights. And um, if you're up mm-hmm. for it, uh, we'd, we'd love to see you there. Uh, actually, tonight you could be uh, maybe even a special guest <laughs> as, as part <laughs> okay. of the event. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so um, it, you know, I, I guess um, right now, um, you know, you're 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 doing these, uh, you know, c- committees. Um, if you had, you know, you, you know, we talked to, this is kind of like, you know, a follow-up to what I, what I asked about before, uh, you know, I said, like, what were you working on, uh, you know, with your executive board? Um, where do you see U.S. Chess, uh, you know, going now? Yeah, you know, there's some new blood. Um, I personally, uh, you know, think John Fernandez, for instance, uh, is an absolute great addition. Uh, you know, he's a strong chess player. Uh, but he's also obviously, as, as you know, a, a great business uh, guy uh, as well. He's you know been doing sales and marketing for you know some major corporations for uh, you know a while. Uh, you know, there's Kevin Pryor now, who uh, is, a, is a, a big organizer, uh, you know, down in Florida and others. Um, but if if you had uh, you know like any inklings of, of where you'd like you know U.S. Chess to go, uh, you know, from here, um, you know, what 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 would you think? Well, uh, yeah, building the endowments um, so that we can create a legacy and, and keep the organization going. I mean, um, yeah, you know, 15 years ago, it was very questionable whether or not U.S. Chess would even uh, survive. I and mean, we were very, very close to bankruptcy, and we, we just can't go back to that state again. Um, so we need to build endowment, build the brand, um, uh, get, us, get the name out there a little bit more in different areas. Um, as best we can, and that's difficult. I'm not a marketing person. I don't know if like John, I think, is. So, I mean, you know, that's a great addition from that uh, avenue. Uh, and I don't know John at all. I've, I've talked to him briefly, but uh, I don't really know him that well. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, just getting the brand out there and building the brand, I think, is is going to be the, uh, the goals uh, for the near future. Amazing. So, um, yeah, Mike, uh, I really want to thank you for, you know, taking some time to talk today. 
um, you know, about the obstacles of running major events, uh, you know, reasons younger players should, uh, you know, get involved in chess politics, uh, some of the needs uh, for U.S. chess that you uh, helped address uh, when you're on the executive board, um, you know, talking a little bit about Wisconsin chess uh, at mm -hmm. a state level, um, motivating uh, some women players uh, to get involved, uh, talking about uh, some of the uh, uses of deductive logic and programming in chess. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, talking about some of the goals, uh, you know, for U.S. chess uh, in the future. Um, is there anything else you'd, you'd like to add, uh, you know, while you're on the podcast today? Uh, not that I can think of right now. Appreciate it much. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, you know, I guess one, you know, last sort of fun question, um, you know, okay. the, the World Championship is coming up uh, next month uh, with Carlson and Nepo. Uh, I am actually mm -hmm. personally going uh, the first uh, six days of the match uh, with my oh, good congrats. friend Carlos Perdomo, uh, who's been on the podcast. He's the owner of Chess Atlanta and uh, Oren Hudson, uh, who uh, is, is a great guy and you may know. Uh, but uh, what 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 are your thoughts about the match? Uh, should be fun. Should be a fighting match. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, not have a bunch of draws, but uh, hopefully some fighting matches. Should be fun. Should be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely should. And uh, you know, look, it's going to be part of you know the big uh, World Expo that's happening. Uh, we're actually in some conversations right now with the U.S. Pavilion there about maybe doing like a bigger uh, chess event. Uh, that would be, you know, okay. super, super cool. So, um, yeah, great. great way to, you know, get more exposure, right? That, that, that's the, you know, the most important. So, right. Um, right. Uh, is there anything Perfect. else, um, you know, you, you, you'd like to add? Um, not that I can think of. Um, appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak with you today. It's a great time. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, and if anyone, you know, has any questions, uh, you know, might want to, you know, get involved, uh, you know, in any of the committees or, you know, Wisconsin State Chess, uh, is there a way people could get a hold of you? Um, sure. They can contact my, me through my email. It's uh, uh, Mike dot, and my last name, Neatman, N-I-E-T-M-A-N, at charter.net. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mike. Look forward to uh, right. seeing how everything progresses. All right. Thank you very much, Evan. Appreciate it. Yep. Bye now. Bye.